The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. First of all, we want to look back a little bit back to November of 2021 when COVID was still very much top of mind right across the country. At that stage, Health Minister Stephen Donnelly committed to enhancing the, the travel and subsistence allowances for student nurses who were pivotal. Remember, they came in to the front line, as it was called. Uh, supplementing more permanent and longer serving nurses to give that extra pair of hands in the hospitals, particularly in emergency wards. And just the whole system really needed those extra bodies to go in at that pinch point as we headed into last Christmas. Um, Minister Donnelly effectively published a report called the McHugh Review. It looked at enhancing travel and subsistence allowances but now student nurses are going back this week into their internships and I know that a number of them are concerned that these allowances have not been enhanced and haven't been made secure despite that review. I'm now joined by a student nurse who is Brianne. She's coming uh, to talk to us on the line in a second and also will be joined in a few minutes by Roisin Shorthall who is a TD for Dublin North West and the co-leader of the Social Democrats. Brianne, first of all, welcome to The Hard Shoulder. Hiya. Well, very well indeed. You're, you're looking forward to going back, no doubt, but you're having some problems making financial ends meet. Just tell me a little bit about your situation. Yeah, so like we've started back um, in college this week, literally Monday, and our first two weeks of the year is out on placement. So um, my whole year now is currently out on placement and we've gotten no travel allowance, no, like absolutely nothing to kind of keep us going. Um, so we don't really know, like, are we going to get it? Are we not? Because like until Christmas, we are still supernumerary, like, and like we've still gotten absolutely nothing. And I'm sure the other years haven't gotten anything either. Um, we've nothing to help us or keep us going and like we have about eight weeks of placement to complete before Christmas and like we've heard absolutely nothing we're kind of we're still on our own really like we have been the last two years. And Brianne just to remind our listeners who who, who don't follow these things as closely as, as you would yourself for obvious reasons what what were you promised or, or what were you expected to get is it mainly about getting into your hospital placement or what, what were these um extra payments meant to do? Well, basically, we were meant to be getting €100 Euro a week and it was just to give us something towards travel costs. Like if we were, if someone was driving and you need to put petrol into the car every week or, you know, having to get the bus or the train or even, you know, if you had money but you needed that extra bit of money to get a bit of shopping or to pay for wherever you were staying if you had no accommodation for the time that you're out on placement. You know, like it was... It was only €100 Euro a week that we were meant to be getting, but it was still something that we were going to accept because it would have helped us anyways. Um, yeah, and, and what kind of um, travel would you all be doing? Can, can you give me a few examples, either yourself or other um, colleagues, other student nurses? Yeah. Where are they travelling so like, to and so on? So I'm in UL. like So for us, we're based in Limerick, Tip and Clare. And like I know some people, myself, I've only kind of been put as far as um, about 40 minutes away, which is still kind of a long drive, but I know um, some other of my friends, like, they're based up in Clare, near Kilrush, and, you know, like, places mm. that are, are really far away drive, and, like, there are some places then that we could be sent to, and they don't, you know, they don't have direct buses there, or you might need to get two trains every morning, or, you know, like, it's, like, it can be really hard, like, if you don't drive, and even if you do drive, like, you're putting so much money a week into petrol that, you know, we're expected to have all this money, but, you know, like, we're students, we don't, you know, we still need to go home on the weekends and work part-time, and, you know, it's, yeah, it's tough. 
And is the is the hundred euros? Are are you receiving anything else for doing the internship, or or was it only going to be the hundred euros? It was only going to be the hundred euros. Okay, so so that really tightens things up considerably. I mean, has it has it really made the first few days? I know you're only in the early phases. You kind of you're sort of going. I'm out of pocket here. This isn't really what I had planned on at all. Yeah, no, like it is very tough. Um, like I was saying earlier that like even for myself now, I'm not too far away from my placement site. I'm only a couple of minutes every morning, which is fine. But um, the parking issue is massive around where I am on placement because there's such a tight parking space that you like you need to be in very early in the morning. So like when I went to placement on Monday, I got there an hour before my shift started and there was absolutely no parking. So I was I was going to I was going to ask about that more generally. We we had this debated quite extensively during COVID about student nurses going into hospital car parks. It was big, particularly in the UK. They were given a, a concession for free parking. So you're 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 telling me none of you have any free passes or anything to go into any of the hospitals that you've heard about. Well, we do. Like we, if we, you know, like just like any other staff, like if we get into the car park, we can park there all day. But okay, some that we have, like they have a very small car park. So, like, no one, like, not everyone will get a parking space. So, like, for me, unfortunately, I didn't get one, even though I was there an hour before my shift to try and get a parking space. So I parked, like, just kind of around the corner, but it was a two-hour parking space. So for my whole shift on Monday, I had to go on my phone every two hours and pay 2 20 for parking every two hours. So, like, that adds up when it's 12-hour shifts. No, it certainly does. Yeah, no, it, it certainly so, does. Just, we get a receipt, like we're allowed to send off our receipts and get the costs back, but like they might not come back to us for months and months later when we don't need that. We don't need the money then. We would have needed it now. Yeah, you know? you're you're paying cash up front and then you you put paperwork through and you're waiting until it arrives. It, it maybe subsequently. Let me bring in my second guest to get a, a little uh, a closer look at this um, review that was done last November, and that's Roisin Shorthall. She's the co-leader of the Social Democrats. Uh, welcome to the Hard Shoulder, Roisin. Thank you, Emma. Good afternoon. Thank you. Um, can you put some flesh on the bones here? Obviously, Brianne is bringing alive just the day-to-day frustrations of a student nurse because there was that sense during COVID that they were going to have their whole position regularised. So we, we, we shouldn't be hearing about any of these issues to an extent because it looked like it was all kind of tied up in a neat bow last year. But it doesn't sound like it. How much do you know about where we are on this whole McHugh review and the implementation thereof? So absolutely, I'd agree with you. I mean, student nurses absolutely shouldn't have to be going on the airwaves and making the case for decent treatment. This whole issue came to light last year in the height of COVID when we know the student nurses and midwives were really, you know, doing a huge amount of additional work and they were providing frontline health services uh, during that emergency period. And there was a recognition that the, um, the, you know, there wasn't adequate compensation for the work that they were doing. And, uh, you know, we all expressed our appreciation for that huge effort that they made. And at the time, the minister set up uh, the McHugh review and that reported and made very clear recommendations about bringing uh, student nurses and midwives uh, into a situation where they would get uh, financial support to enable them to do their training. Um, A big part of nurse training is uh, the placement 
improvement on the job uh, experience that they're getting and that entails moving around to different uh, sites and different hospitals and there are costs involved in that and there was a general acceptance that those costs needed to be uh, met by the state and you know that was set out in the McHugh review both in terms of the travel and subsistence allowances and it was accepted that those allowances should match the kind of travel and subsistence rates that are payable to full HSE staff. And the other issue then was in relation to the provision of uniforms uh, because they can be expensive too. And, you know, they were two of the main recommendations from the McHugh review. They were to be introduced prior to the start of the new academic year, uh, which, as Brianne has, has just said to you, has already started for some students, but is starting around these weeks now. And really, it's a disgrace that those issues haven't been resolved and that financial support hasn't been put in place at this stage. And like, it's, it is another kick in the teeth for student nurses. We're in a situation in this country where there are huge shortages in relation to healthcare staff generally um, and there are huge issues in relation to Irish trained healthcare staff leaving the health the Irish health service and going abroad because because of the fact that you know they're not shown due regard and respect and very often in relation to either pay or you know uh, additional supports like we're talking about here today haven't come through and because of that and you know that that's a very significant factor in the difficulty in both recruiting staff to work in jobs here in the Irish Health Service and also trying to retain them and indeed for those staff who have gone abroad uh, Bring them persuading back, yeah. them to come back Come back. And Roisin, and that's, that's one of the biggest issues sure. that the Irish Health Service is facing at this point. And Roisin, have you pursued the department on this? I mean, do you know what the official line is? I mean, I know the doll's not in session and it can be hard to get answers, but do you, do you know where the department sits on implementing this McHugh review? So my understanding is that the last uh, response that the, that the department made to the INMO, for example, and are saying publicly is that they have engaged with the HSE. The issue seems to lie between the HSE and the department at the moment for final sign-off. The word is that um, these proposals are at an advanced stage, um, and that's all well and good, but it's not much use to student nurses who are now starting their placement. Um, and there is a sense that, you know, you can backdate these things. But as Brianne has pointed out there and other student nurses and midwives are doing, they need the support now. They don't, you know, they're not in a situation where they can pay up front now and it'll be fine to sort it out at some point no, in the future. That's ridiculous. They need support now. They're doing their travelling now. And like student nurses and midwives, no more than anybody else in society, are faced with the soaring cost of living and, you know, everything being more expensive now. And it's it's very difficult to to do those placements at a time when you've no actual income at all. And the least we can do to our student nurses and midwives is treat them with that kind of respect. There was an undertaking given under, you know, by the minister in relation to implementing those recommendations. And it's really disappointing that those recommendations haven't been implemented at this point. It should have happened. I think most people expected that uh, the new arrangements would apply. Yeah, and I mean, um, like everyone 
everyone, everyone, sure, everyone in this area knows or presumably knows when the, the, the term of these internships begins. It's it's not um, the second secret of Fatima to know the date. Exactly. So uh, it, yeah. it is strange yeah. that they they don't kick in. And of course, nobody should have to wait, uh, you know, and backdate and chase paperwork. I mean, it should be just in as part of that. I presume the idea was it would just be paid as part of salary in terms of actually the money would just go in automatically. So the fact that you're already, yeah. I mean, you heard the story about the car park. It's a slightly different one, but nevertheless, all the things add up together. Um, uh, the other challenges for yeah, students. I mean, the other thing I, I got like, um, texters saying, Roshin, is interesting, is Brian in Dublin is saying, would it not be better for the department to have student nurses doing their internships close to wherever they are living rather than sending them off higgledy-piggledy? Now, I don't know whether that happens. Do you get... Is Brianna, Brianna are you still there? I am, yeah. Yeah, do you know anything about how you're allocated or is it just based on need in the particular hospital? So if you're in Cork, do you go to a hospital somewhere in the Munster area or can you be sent anywhere? Do, do you, can you tell us about that part? So I know that, like, like, I'm originally from Cork, but I'm studying up in UL, like, so, like, I'm living up in Limerick. I have accommodation, but for Limerick, there's, it's basically the Midwest region that it covers. So, like, if I did want to do a placement, um back home in Cork if I had nowhere to live in Limerick and you know I was stuck at home um, I don't think that we're allowed to do that I think it's the same with all colleges as far as I'm aware that there's a certain region that they cover and that's it um, because I do know of a specific case where there was a girl travelling she was living in Limerick but she did her studies down in Cork and she had family and whatever to take care of back in Limerick so they asked her that for her internship, would it be possible that they could transfer her up here because she was travelling down to Cork every single morning right. and they couldn't facilitate it. So as far as I'm aware, you have certain regions for whatever college you're in and that's where you get allocated. Yeah, so it must be like a regional kind of carve up and you, you get sent within that region. But it doesn't really matter in terms of the cost is still going to be pretty big once you have to jump on a train or a bus it's going to start mounting up. Roisin, I mean, it sounds like if, if, if what you're saying is true, and I've no reason to disbelieve you, there's a bit of a passing of the book going on here. The Department of Health says, look, we're not the day-to-day agency, that's the HSE. We've kind of approved this politically and in a policy sense, but the implementation is done by the... Is that is that where we're at, where the thing is kind that of rested seems, into the two? It seems to be where we're at. I suppose overall this issue hasn't been, been given the kind of priority that it deserves. And I would certainly hope that this publicity today would help to, you know, spur the minister to actually, you know, call for this issue to be sorted quickly and for student nurses and midwives to get their allowances um, without any further delay. It's been, not been possible to raise things directly in the Dáil, obviously with the Dáil in recess over the last few weeks. But um, from next week, there'll be an opportunity to raise uh, parliamentary questions. I'll certainly be doing that next okay. week. And I'll also be operating through the Oireachtas Health Committee and will be requesting the committee to write to the Minister urging him to take quick action. Okay. Listen, we hope we've done the state some service by bringing it up today on the wireless. So thank you very much, Roisin um, Chorto, who is Dublin Northwest TD and she's also the co-leader of the Social Democrats and Brianne, who is a student nurse watching her parking meter going up and all the other transport costs mounting up. Hopefully the Minister stroke the HSE will get a grip on this sooner rather than later. Now this... The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from 4 on News Talk.